This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This way, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Toddy Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. And uh, we've got a big show tonight. Going to talk a little bit of softball, a little bit of baseball. Um, hey, man, I'm so proud of those Rebels going down yeah. to Baton Rouge, particularly what happened yesterday in the bottom mm. of the ninth. <laughs> I mean, I think that shook everybody. And yet they, those kids responded in the top of the tenth with, with four, four runs. runs. Yeah. And uh, hey, nineteen fifteen, I'll take it. Yeah, it was uh, one of the all-time classics in the series that has provided many classics in the three major sports, and it'll go down as one for sure in Ole Miss history. Ole Miss uh, won two out of three down in Baton Rouge for the first time since nineteen eighty-two. That's unbelievable, isn't it? it and is. I looked it up in the in the press guide today. Uh, in eighty-two, we played LSU twice two three-game series. Back then, uh, that used to happen quite a bit. We used to play Mississippi State twice a year, two three-game series, once there, once at home. And that's how it was with LSU. We swept them in Oxford, and then we went down to LSU and won two out of three. So we actually beat them five out of six in 82. Wow. I Uh, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, but, well, you can't like what happened since then, though, because (laughs) – You hadn't won a series no, in I know, 37 but I, years. That's, no. that's kind of interesting to play one at home and one there, three-game series. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I, I think back then you didn't play everybody sure. in the SEC, you know, or, right, or, and there right. were only 10 teams, remember? Yeah, yeah. So you had to play a couple of teams twice in a yeah. season, uh, two, three-game series. And back then they used to have, like, uh, a game on Friday and then a doubleheader on Saturday. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't have Sunday baseball, and now it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm thinking, you you know, the end division, the Western Conference, it'd be nice to play a couple of them twice, especially your rivals like LSU and State. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what's on tap tonight brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday night football and all kinds of entertainment and big screen television, sports events. Oxford, most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th. Ah, never mind. You know where the library is. Everybody knows where the library is. We're going to have David Johnson on tonight, uh, the Ole Miss Spirit softball expert uh, man (laughs) at 615 to talk about the, well, among other things, the umpiring or lack of umpiring over the weekend at Georgia. Uh, Georgia took three games from the Rebels uh, in a key series and definitely marked by 
uh, let's just say, tainted umpiring. And at 6.30, we're going to have the baseball pitching coach Carl Lafferty will be on. And uh, a couple of things I want to talk to him about, certainly that Houston Roth being able to close out yesterday's yeah. game. I hope that's big as far as hit Houston. Hit 93 on the radar of the pies he's ever hit at Ole Miss. Yeah, I yeah. hope that that's a sign that he's going to really come on at the end of this season because we're going to need him in postseason and, and the rest of the way. And and also, you know, their decisions to stay with uh, Parker as long as they did in the bottom of the ninth. Um, you know, after he gave up three straight singles and a home run and then another home run and then another home run. So well, you got Parker. Gotta, he needs one out. I, I have him in there too. Well, I, I get that, but it's at what point do you I say? Know. Well, oh. I guess that's the three home runs in a row. <laughs> yeah, they put in Austin <laughs> Miller and he got that last out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. <laughs> there we go. Little coconut. Jack. Like a bone in a paper sack. That's my friend Jack. Now we're talking about 
All right, we're about welcome back to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Yancey got his widespread panic, and Rhino says he's got it loaded for every intro and outro the whole night. So we'll see what kind of response we get. Nothing uh, but positive. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, enjoy double the awesome devices with the latest limited time deal from Ceasefire. Get a thousand dollars off when you buy two top smartphones. Don't miss out. Visit ceasefire.com now for details. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Many smartphones are getting expensive, aren't they? Yeah. My flip phone still only costs nineteen ninety five yen, and I got three minutes. And I got three minutes with it. Uh, let's 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 talk. You and I. Well, first let's go to Jack Schultz and Ole Miss sports news, and then we're going to talk about that. Uh, our opinion as fans okay. uh, about uh, leaving Parker Crazy okay. as long as they did the, yesterday. Uh, Jack Schultz, Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. Well, I hope everyone's heart rates have slowed back to normal after that stressful finish in Baton Rouge yesterday. Ole Miss baseball team stole a series win at LSU for the first time since 1982 over the weekend. The Rebels gave up a six-run lead in the ninth yesterday, only to score four runs in the tenth and win 19-15. The Rebels are now 32-17 overall, 15-9 in SEC play, and they're tied for second place with Mississippi State in the SEC West. The rival Bulldogs come to Oxford for a three-game weekend series beginning on Friday night at 6.30. Mike Bianco's team is now number 17 in the college baseball RPI and has just seven games left on the schedule. Cooper Johnson was named the SEC Player of the Week. The Rebel catcher went 6-for-11 with a home run, a double, five RBI, and three walks over the weekend, including a 4-for-5 day with four RBI and four runs scored in the series-clinching win yesterday. The softball team, which had not lost an SEC series all season, was swept at Georgia in their final series of the season, falling victim to several controversial calls. They fell to the fifth seed in the SEC tournament this week. They will face the winner of Mississippi State and Texas A&M on Wednesday night. Mike Smith's team is now ranked number 17 in the RPI with a 36-16 record, 13-10 in the SEC, and certainly in the mix to host a regional next week. The men's golf team has earned the third straight NCAA regional berth. They are the ninth seed in the Stanford Regional next week, while the women's golf team is also the ninth seed in their regional at Oklahoma, which began earlier today. That's the latest news in Oxford. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So um, let's 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 hit on this subject here, Yancey, because uh, it drew a lot of attention on social media yesterday. Up fifteen to nine, bottom of the uh, ninth. Uh, Caracy had retired to side in the eighth, thanks to a nice double yeah. play. Yeah, gets the first two batters in the ninth. You figure, okay, this game's over, fifteen to nine. LSU gets a, a, a sharp single, a, a gapper, a Texas League single between two outfielders, a slow roller sing, single, loads mm-hmm. the bases, uh, a, a home run, right. then another home run, then another home run. Right. So defend keeping him in there. Well, I mean, we've seen Parker at times, I mean, not only one out, but needing three outs. Up one run. Remember last year LSU in the last game of the series, and that they won 
walked the bases loaded, down 3-0 and needed three outs and can't give up a run and has gotten out of it. So just to get one out, your guy that has been in so many trouble spots in the past uh, two years and, and is able to get out of it 99% of the time, I'm leaving him in. I mean, they hit the grand slam. I'm leaving him in saying he can get one more out. Then the second home run when it made it 15-14, to 14, that's when – if you're going to make a change, if I were going to make a change, that would have been it. Not until that point, though. Mike Bianco said after the game that it happened. It all happened so quick he didn't even have time to get anybody up and, and warmed up. And then finally he got uh, Austin Miller up and got the last out of the inning. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I think that's a tough call because, like you say, man, he he's wriggled out of so many bad situations and he had two outs. Nobody on with a six-run lead. He's your All-American closer. You let him close, but obviously things weren't going right. So it was uh, it was kind of a, a – a, obviously you can understand why some fans questioned leaving him in there. Yeah, and he's been extended the past couple of weeks. You know, he's came in, uh, I believe, against A&M extended time on Friday and then came back in Sunday – and closed it down and, you know, has pitched two to three innings and then pitched again that weekend the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to have seen his mile per hour. I, uh, honestly, I was not able to see it on TV on the ESPN2. I was on my phone watching it while I was in the stands for my son's baseball tournament. So I didn't see if they were – if they had did they have the miles per hour Yeah, they, well, they were – he was around 91, 92. He wasn't up – to the 93, 94, 94, you know. What it, did it start at 94 in the eighth inning and then drop? Now, if no, it started think, dropping down, no, you know. No, I, th- I, I think it was kind of 91, from 92 the all beginning. the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they hit a couple – they had a couple of singles, I think, in the eighth, and he got a double play to get out of that, you know, a slow roller. There were men on first and second, I believe, with one out, and they got a right. double play, if I recall correct, correctly. I do remember getting the uh, double play. I, you know, if if the miles – if his arm didn't look like it was tiring out, again, I would have left him in there until that last batter where he hit on run. And I might would have still even left him in there. I mean, needing one out, the guy on the team, that's a reliever, you know, outside of maybe Etheridge or – or Zach, uh, you know, would be uh, Parker to me. It really yeah. would. I mean, he's just because he's done it so many times in the past. Yeah. So I can understand what happened with that. I, I, I can. I didn't understand a couple of the other moves, but I, I can with that one. I got you. Well, uh, either here or there, the Rebels gutted up. Uh, Mike Bianco took them aside between innings and said, hey, guys, forget it. Get the body language going, and let's let's roll. I mean, this is your opportunity to break a a 37-year drought here, and they did it. They responded. The difference between a wham moment, we all know what that means, and that's to fold up like a cheap suit after it, or this team redefined and said we're going to punch you back after that. That showed mental toughness. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors and Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. 
Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store at downtown New Albany or VanAckes.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Live friend, Chucky. All right, welcome back. Candy Motors of Mississippi Rodeo Hotline brought to you by Widespread Panic and Yancey Porter. Uh, we've now got <laughs> David Johnson, our resident softball expert. David loves those rebels. Uh, and follows them very closely. Nobody knows more about all this softball than David. And I'll say this. <laughs> I have... I've known David for a long, long time, and I've never known him to uh, talk about any kind of officiating uh, other than maybe individual calls here and there. But, man, you were livid yesterday. And, and explain why after that three-game sweep by Georgia over our Rebels in Athens. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, Chuck, it, it's hard for anyone – who have watched those three games play out and not feel like Ole Miss was robbed. Not once, not just yesterday, but also on Friday as well uh, with some of those callings. And I, and, and I want to be careful what I say because, um, you know, I understand officiating is, is, is part of the game. Umpiring is part of the game. But anybody that watched the bottom of the seventh inning yesterday in Athens, Ole Miss has a 5-3 lead going into the bottom of the seventh inning. They retire the leadoff hitter, Brittany Finney does. Then three outs, three consecutive outs are overturned by the umpiring crew there calling illegal pitches on Brittany Finney. And for those of you that aren't familiar with softball, like an illegal pitch in softball is just like holding in football. You could call it every single time if you want to. And it's not the fact that an illegal pitch was called. It's 
how many illegal pitches were called. Now, I want you guys to check this out. Over the course of the three-game series, Chuck, 18 illegal pitches called against no. this. Five batters called out for stepping out of the box. Now, those are things that are rare to see. You could normally go an entire weekend series and not see either one of those calls. You have 23 of those things that happen. And, uh, you know, and so many, there was one inning Brittany Finney pitched where she had to record seven outs in the inning to get out of the inning because of the illegal pitches wow. that were being called. David, so, did they call it as soon as they released the pitch, or do they well, wait see, until listen, uh, listen, outs guys, recorded or hit? How does it go? Well, here's the thing. An illegal pitch should be called as soon as the ball is released from the pitcher's hand, not when it hits the catcher's mitt, not when it hits the batter's bat. You had illegal pitches being called this weekend in Georgia uh, after the ball had been hit off the bat, after it had hit the catcher's mitt for strike three on a batter. And uh, interestingly enough, I just got off the phone with the editor of Softball America, uh, who they are writing a piece on what they witnessed in Athens this weekend that will be released in the morning that is going to include video footage of all of the illegal pitch calls, when they were made, and a total analysis is a breakdown of it. And uh, anybody that was on Twitter on Sunday following the action saw where their editor, Marin Angus, jumped right in, too. And look, she she is unbiased. Uh, she's not affiliated with any team. She, she, she runs the national outlet, Softball America, and she's on Twitter on Sunday as well going, look, I would take up for any team being treated this way from what I'm seeing here in Athens today. Um, it, it was just something that, uh, guys, it was like the twilight zone. I couldn't believe what I was watching, not only yesterday in the, in the three-run rally by Georgia in the bottom of the seventh, where outs didn't count for Ole Miss, but on Friday as well, where Finney battled and battled and battled all the way down to the bottom of the seventh uh, and not being allowed to pitch the way that she has been allowed to pitch all season long. Uh, it, it was amazing, and it is an issue. I talked to Mike Smith this afternoon. They're already in College Station. talked to Mike about 2 o'clock, and, and he was like, Dave, look, it's an issue for us out here because what he's concerned about is you know, is every umpire out there now going to be watching every move Brittany Finney makes? Uh, and and what it makes is it a illegal bit... pitch? What What do you do to make it illegal? Well, what they were calling there are several ways an illegal pitch could be called in softball. What they were calling is something called crow hopping, which is your back foot is picking up off the ground before you release the ball. Which your back foot's supposed to stay on the dirt, scraping the dirt as you release the ball. Guys, in real time, it is almost impossible to pick that up. And even on replay, watching these things, there, there are so many of them, you can go, how in the world could somebody call that in real time? It's that razor close. And again, Yancey, it's like holding in football. You know very well uh, an official yeah, who wanted to can find a way to call holding almost every single play. It's every, the same yeah. way with this. I've never hockey. seen a legal pitch called in my short knowledge of softball. I'll be honest. I don't know it like you know it haven't watched it so that's but i've seen at least 20 to 30 innings of softball played on tv in my life which again is hardly anything but i've never even seen a pitch called illegal so this is all new to me it's not uncommon to see one you know in in a game uh but and to see 18 across 18 18. all called on one pitcher 
Um, How that, many that, did she was, have going into this series, David? Do you know three that? Going in, three going into the series. Three. The And look, she's second on the team. All for crow stage. hopping, what they're calling it? Yeah, I would I would presume so. Look, 120 or so innings pitched for her this year. Three illegal pitches the entire season. Two called in one game against Tulsa back in February. One more since then, and then she racks up 18 over the weekend. Come on. <laughs> and it was, they were all on her. None of them were on Molly? No, no, none called on Molly. They were all called on Brittany. So, and, and talk about, uh, I heard that uh, Seems like you could we have were called hitting, hitting out of the batter's box. Yeah. And uh, they showed that it, video evidence was that she was well in the box when she hit it. Yeah, that was on uh, Kaylee Horton. That was one called on Kaylee yesterday. I talked to Mike about that this afternoon. Uh, you know, I think his opinion, and he's been reviewing the video as well, but uh, the one on Tate Whitley on Sunday was legitimate. Uh, I don't think that they necessarily feel that was the case. Twice called on Kylie Becker, twice called on um, – on Kaylee Horton, uh, it, you know, that's something that left-handed slap hitters have a tendency to get called on them. But, uh, again, not at that rapidity, not in that number where you have five outs called on you for leaving the box uh, in a three-game series. And, and again, not that's only crazy. that, I go back to the 18 illegal pitches. And, guys, it's not the sheer number that is alarming it was they didn't happen on a one one count with nobody on base. They all happened at critical junctures of that game where Georgia made an out and, and, and they sent them back to the batter's box for chance number two. Mm. Crazy. All right, so let's yeah. let's put that behind us. Uh what's next for the Rebels? Well, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock start time, SEC Tournament, College Station, Texas. They do not know who they play. They will play the winner of Game 1 Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. between Mississippi State and Texas A&M. So you know, uh, don't wear maroon on Wednesday. I know Miss Hans wouldn't do that anyway, but you're going to be playing somebody maroon and white Wednesday night in College Station. Uh, if you win that one Wednesday night, if you're Ole Miss, you've got a date with Kentucky Thursday night in round two. Talking to Mike Smith this afternoon, Mike thinks they need to win two. They need to win Wednesday night. They need to win Thursday night to kind of get back inside that bubble of, of, a, of being a top 16 regional seed and bringing some NCAA softball back to Oxford. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, let us we'll we'll keep keep up with what the results are. I'm sure Ole Miss has sent in some film footage to the SEC, and of course, nothing will happen. But we'll see if it does. <laughs> yeah, you know, if if we get them back, Chuck, I'm going to make sure I get Yancey out to a softball game, put him out there in the left field, and uh, he'll be hooked from that point forward. Give me a cold, uh, 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 cold beer and a cooler out there. I'll be good to go. I, I think <laughs> Thank there's you, a David. lot of that Appreciate that goes you, buddy. out that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get out there if they're if they're. I try to get out there on the last time they hosted, but I I couldn't get in. It was too packed. They, they need. Some All right, thank you, David. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, Rebel Flashback brought to you by Abner's Famous Chicken Tenders, location in Oxford. That's the original University off the Square. Tupelo, Memphis, and Brandon, how can anyone think of anything beyond yesterday's Ole Miss-LSU baseball game, one of the strangest I've ever heard of, much less watched. Ole Miss seeking their first series win in Baton Rouge since 1982 led the whole game by big margins, 10-1, to 12-6, to 15-9, to 
All-American closer Parker Crazy is on the mound. Safe, huh? Done deal, huh? He breezed to two outs, one out away, and then everything went crazy. LSU put together three straight singles, then a homer, then two, another homer, then another homer. Still no issue, huh? Oh, gosh, another dinger. It's a one-run game. Then another dinger, and it's tied up. Went from jubilation to uh-oh. Coach Mike Bianco said post-game he hadn't time, didn't have time to get anyone ready to come in for Parker before the bottom fell out, and I guess – one could argue someone should have been up soft-tossing after a couple singles, but with a six-run lead, nobody on, two outs, and a stud on the mound, why worry? Well, the very next guy hit another homer, and suddenly it was tied, and the blood ran out of every Rebel fan watching or listening. Bianco kept his mm. cool, though, as the game went into extra innings, calling his team together and assuring them this was their time to break a 37-year drought in red stick. We knew we were going to win then. We knew we were going to score and hold them, said freshman outfielder Josh Hull, who delivered a two-run single in the four-run top of the tenth to regain the lead at 19-15. Then Houston Roth, who has not had the kind of year he had hoped for so far, put up a zero in the bottom of the tenth with a couple of check swing strikeouts. The drought was over, and Ole Miss came home with a 15-9 and SEC record. When was the last time Ole Miss went on the road and won a series at Fayetteville over Arkansas and then followed up with a series win over LSU and Baton Rouge? Never, but they did it this year. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Abner's Famous Chicken Tenders. What a game, what a weekend, huh? I know it, which leads to State. You know, if Ole Miss wins the series against State, they would have beaten LSU, Arkansas, and Mississippi State all the top three seeds in the Western Division Two of right them on now. the road. Two on the road. They haven't played Georgia and Vandy, the other teams that are considered elite, along with Ole Miss. So I think this state series, they win this, it'll be hard for Ole Miss not to host. And got MSU coming in here, a really good team. Really good 630 team. 6.30 Friday, 6 p.m. Saturday, noon Sunday. Ole Miss is 32-17 and 17. overall, 15-9 and nine in the conference. I think that's tied for second, isn't it? Yeah, somewhere and around there. Ole Miss has not fared well against Mississippi State in the last, last ten or twelve years, meetings. Two uh, years, and to, and this year they already lost to them eight to one in the Governor's Cup down in Pearl. So should be personal. All right, be right back after these messages from Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotlines. Hang tight. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
Mario jump. Alright, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, Rhino is trying to get in touch with Carl Lafferty now as we speak. Uh, Carl's not picking up just yet. Um, Mike Bianco's in Florida recruiting. I don't know where Carl is, but... Uh, He's recruiting, I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is, So, too. what do you do with Mangum this weekend? You walk him? You, you throw to him? What's What do you do? He's killed Ole Miss. I don't know, because I'm going to tell you, he is definitely their catalyst, and that's one thing I was going to ask Carl. Uh, how do you keep that guy off base? Well, you'd hate to just give him a free pass and let him go steal the bases. No, I, I, I wouldn't walk him, but uh-huh. golly, I... I would pitch him carefully, but we got Carl Lafferty now, the pitching coach at Ole Miss. And uh, first things first, Carl, great weekend down at LSU to win two out of three, first time since 1982. I'm glad you're, I know you're glad to get that monkey off your back. <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be a, an easy win, obviously, with the way the the game ended up. But anytime you can win a, you know, an SEC series on the road, SEC series on the road, it's big. Well, you know, especially after losing on Friday night, because usually that Friday game sets the tone. And uh, actually, Will Etheridge pitched pretty good, I thought. Yeah. But then the sixth and seventh innings uh, kind of did us in a little bit. Yeah, and that's, you know, again, life in the SEC. It's, it sounds cliche, but anytime you go into, a, you know, an opposing park, and what they did a good job of on Friday night is we make a mistake, they make us close for it. And, you know, that's the – that's the way the game goes. Like we tell our guys, you know, sometimes it's as few as two or three pitches that, you know, the game's decided on. And so credit them, but, uh, you know, really impressed with the way our guys responded. Of course, to the back win is Saturday, but, you know, again, the game Sunday. Um, not a whole lot of words that you really have to say about, about that one. Took a few years <laughs> off my life. But, um, and obviously LSU is, a, you know, a story tradition. It's a, a tough place to play. And, to come out, you know, on that uh, that long drive home on uh, Sunday, it definitely felt good. Well, let, let's talk about Saturday a little bit, though, man, because I once again Doug Nikhazy got it started with a tremendous outing, mm-hmm. and he just seems to get better and better. What hey. what have you seen in his development? What's how's he become as good as he has this quickly? Well, yeah, the big thing when Doug showed up on campus. Um, his velocity made a, a little bit of a jump. And, you know, you, you credit, you know, all aspects of it. It's just the program, strength and conditioning. But a lot of it is, uh, you know, hard work put on his part. Like if you have a conversation with that kid about pitching, it's, uh, you know, pretty advanced what he comprehends and what he understands. And then uh, the, the biggest separator for Doug is just his competitive spirit. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, you talk about pitching on the road or pitching in big venues, um, you know, that, that is – you know, the biggest asset that he has is his competitiveness. And, you know, that shows up every day regardless of how uh, the command of his breaking ball is, how his, you know, self-field or, or anything. Uh, he's just so competitive when he takes the ball out there, and our guys feel like we're going to win. Well, and, and you know, the he got some relief help from Austin and, and uh, um, Caracy. And mm-hmm. and did a nice. They did both did a nice job too, holding LSU to one run. But I mean, he set the tone for the rest of the weekend. It seemed to me like. No, he did, and, and we needed that. You know, coming off of a, a loss the night before, and 
you know, we always talk about Saturday within the program. We talk about it as swing day. Um, you either, you know, can close out the series and, and win the series or you can get right back into it. And, uh, you know, he's been, you know, super consistent for us. And, uh, and we needed that. And then, of course, like you said, with, you know, Austin and Parker coming in and, and being able to, you know, keep them to one run and, you know, you win a five to one game on the road and, you know, you take some momentum going into Sunday. All right, so let's talk about Sunday. My goodness, uh, 45 <laughs> hits combined for the two teams. Uh, Gunner seemed to – Hoagland started out pretty good early, mm-hmm. but second time around they, they sort of started getting to him, and then they just kind of never let up, and neither did we. No, and it had one of those feelings. You know, the, the day had the, the winds gushing out to right. It's a, it's a real – just a beautiful day at the park. And it, it had one of those feelings early on that it was going to be an offensive day. And, you know, you, you look around the league and, and those days can happen. You'll see them throughout the, you know, the course of the year where it looks like both teams are really just swinging it well and even swinging it well against, you know, guys that usually pitch well. And, uh, you know, it's a, the, the proverbial, you know, offense can be contagious. And, um, you know, that's what it was. I mean, uh, you, you, you battle, you, you get out to a good lead. Um, you know, they battle back, they score, and then you get to the ninth inning. And, uh, I think any coach in America, if you said, Hey, bottom of the ninth, two outs, you're up by six. I think every coach <laughs> would want that situation. And then, and then you watch them, you, they go, you know, single, single, infield single, three run homer, solo homer, solo homer, tie ball game. I mean, the, the odds on three base hits in a row are, astronomical i mean when you i say astronomical they are uh truly truly uh minuscule as far as the probability of it but when you talk about six or six base hits in a row and the last three being back-to-back-to-back home runs uh like coach said after the game like hey man you you know that will never happen again i mean just just this no statistical probability of that ever happening um (laughs) it's it's uh, i mean you got a better shot at winning the lottery but uh all right so 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 let's let's stay let's stay there for just a minute though uh you know social media and our message boards were lit up talking about mike and carl get him out get him out Uh, so (laughs) so why did you why did you stay with him i mean uh talking about caracy i I guess yancey's saying well heck he's our closer and he's wriggled out of situations like that his whole career situations bases loaded Uh, no outs 3-0 count (laughs) <laughs> he'd gotten out of it. I mean, who else would you want on the mound? Yeah. So so talk talk us through y'all's thinking on that. Well, I think it's exactly what you said. It's not overthinking it. I mean, he is our closer. He's one of the best. He's got, you know, some of the same attributes that, you know, I talked about, Doug, for the competitiveness. That's what Parker has. And, and the toughness out there to handle it. And um, I think he, there was even a clip of him. He was the first guy out of the – out of the dugout to congratulate, you know, Houston once he closed it out with one. But you, you stick with mm-hmm. him right there because he because he is your guy. And if you have a chance to win the game, that's the guy that you that you want out there. And it didn't work out. And you know, it, it happens as part of the game. But I, there was really no thought process up until you know. I mean, you, you're still talking about it up until or until Smith hits the home run. I mean, it's two outs. You're up by one and. Nobody on base. Like I mean, if you think about that on the flip side, you go, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, how many? You, you'd love to have Parker Crazy on the mound with you know two outs and in, nobody on, and you're up by one. I mean, heck, that's we want that scenario every day. And so you know, once they tied it up, uh, obviously Mike you know switched it up and, and went to Miller, and we knew we were going to be really limited with Miller, but 
he came in and closed out the inning, and then, uh, you know, the offense took over. Carl, another hot topic was about the younger son, uh, the younger Bianco hitting the home run, and, you know, they were saying Mike told him that the fastball was coming like the, you know, kind of winked at him <laughs> before he got in the batter's box and said inside, high here, you know, hit it over, kind of clear the air on, on, on what happened with that, with Drew. Oh, uh, hey, I, I love that kid. Just so you guys know, I've watched him grow up, and he's an awesome kid, and, and I mean that in, in all sincerity, and if I have a chance to strike him, if it's up to me, I will try to strike him out every single time that we play him. And you know what? His dad feels the same way. Uh, I think there were some, some LSU fans, you know, the next day, you know, kind of getting after Mike. And, and Mike looked at him and said, hey, I want you guys to think about this. Just think if your son showed up to your job on your birthday, you know, and kicked you in the butt. How happy would you be with him, you know? Um, so, no, there, there was nothing. <laughs> Mike didn't even look at Drew when he was going around the bases. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, he, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're not uh, we're not tipping pitches. We're, we're trying to win uh, every pitch. And, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, people talked about that scenario, but I think, you know, it's just like when, you know, we play, uh, you know, people that we're close with, whether it's Dan McDonald or Cliff Godwin or, you know, other coaches that are, you know, within the family. And I'm sure it's the same way for coaches. Hey, when it's, we line up to play baseball, it's time to play baseball and competitor. And I want to win. After that, you know, he's going to be his son and love him and we'll go have dinner. But, uh, I promise you there was uh, uh, no wink, wink. Hey, high inside fastball. Uh, that, that, that absolutely. <laughs> That's absurd, isn't it? So uh, let, let's get back to how this thing ended yesterday. Houston Roth, we we, we got to discuss mm-hmm. this guy. He can be a such a key going down Needy. the stretch. We we got to have him and and got to have him doing what he did yesterday. Even though he gave up a hit or two, uh, you know he struck out two. Got us got us the win. Oh, absolutely. And his stuff. Let's, let me talk about his stuff. He was ninety or ninety three. Uh, really good mm-hmm. slider. Had a good changeup. I mean, yesterday in that game, guys. I think. Uh, you know, Noah Syndergaard would have gave up base hits or, you know, Clayton Kershaw, anybody you threw out there. It was just that type of game where, you know, everybody's just seeing it well and putting a barrel on the ball and it's, it's, it's finding a, a spot where the, you know, where the players are, where the defenders aren't. Um, but he was tremendous. And, and I think the, the thing that I loved the most was just his attitude because Houston is super competitive and, you know, he battled through some things this, uh, this spring. I mean, he started off with the injury that kind of gets him out of whack and, um, where he's not really comfortable in the mound. He's trying to fight through it, and, you know, he gets roughed up. And, you know, as, a, as an athlete, you know, your confidence is always uh, one of those things that you, you take from game to game. But I think you, you really saw who he is and who we've seen in his career here, who's a freshman All-American. Um, and, and just like you guys said, you know, down the stretch, he can be absolutely huge for us. And we are, we're, we're looking for more outings like that out of him because he was terrific. All right, I want to get out of you. Well, let's stay in your wheelhouse for another minute or two, but then I want to talk a little bit about offense, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, where we where does where are we standing again going down this important stretch with uh, uh, Chelfi and and uh, Zach Phillips and Greer Holston? What's your confidence level? What's your plan moving forward with them on the staff? Well, I think that's one of the things that you know we'll discuss when we get back. Or when coach gets back, coach is, is recruiting, spending a couple of days on the road doing some, uh, some in-home stuff. Um, but you know, obviously Phillips is a big piece. I mean, he's had some great starts in the midweek for us 
Um, you know, very encouraged with the outing that, you know, Greer Holston had at, uh, uh, at Trustmark. Uh, Trophy, you know, he's, he's had some great outings for us as well. And, and you guys know how it goes as the, you know, as the, the season rolls on and you get to the end and you get into tournament play, uh, you, you never know who's going to be the star. And, uh, they mm-hmm. just emerge. So, I mean, you look at yesterday and, you know, Josh Hall comes up with a big hit in the 10th. I mean, you know, second and third, and and at the probably at the beginning of that game, we wouldn't have necessarily thought that scenario would play out. Um, but certainly, when you talk about Trophy, you talk about Greer, and and of course Phillips, those are guys that have the talent and ability to really help us. And you know, as we you know we've got some time off because they're you know they're taking tests, so no midweek game this week. But uh, you know, through the state series, through Arkansas State, you know, on the uh, on the road next week, and of course in Tennessee, I think you're going to see. Uh, you know, see those guys continue to get opportunities and, you know, see who's, I don't want to say the hot hand, but who's really throwing the ball well and, and looks the best out there on the mound. And that's kind of how we try to try to decide it out, uh, decide or plan it out for the weekend. So um, certainly those guys can be huge for us. Coach, one more I want to get your opinion on is Connor Green. He was, you know, so on fire the first half of the season, had a little troubles. Is he, is he feeling healthy? Is he okay? What, what what are his plans going forward? No, I think he's he's right there, you know, as, as far as the other guys you mentioned from, you know, Chofi and uh, Greer yeah. and, and guys like that. Obviously someone that can help us and to get out there and get some opportunities. And, and certainly, you know, he's had a, had a great start to the season. Um, you know, got a little roughed up in an outing or two, but, uh, I believe he's through a bullpen today, you know, on his own. He had some free time. He wanted to come out just around his, you know, final schedule and throw a little bit. And uh, his stuff was really good in the bullpen. Uh, and certainly a guy that, you know, and when you talk about the SEC tournament, as you guys remember last year, it takes it takes everybody when you start playing several games in a row throughout the course of the week. So I think, uh, you know, hopefully if, if we continue to play well, um, those opportunities for those guys will, will materialize and, um, you know, really give us a, a good push moving forward to postseason. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about this weekend. You got uh, Mississippi State coming in here. They kind of been a thorn in our side the last couple of years. Um, talk. I know you scout their pitching, or I'm assuming you do. Maybe Mike Clement does that. But uh, how do you, how do you how do you pitch Jake Mangum? Hey, I mean, he's their catalyst. He's the guy that gets them going. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, I don't want you to give away any any yeah. trade secrets or anything, but uh, how you get the guy out? <laughs> we haven't been able to yet, Chuck. Hey, no, hey, hey, you're right. I, I laugh. I, you look at him and Antoine Duplantis, and uh, they're still alive from Coach. We'll all be better coaches when those guys graduate because um, they are. Yeah. They're yeah. players, and I think they've uh, – uh, they've had their way with the SEC throughout the course of their career. But, you know, for Jake, you look at him, he's the guy that makes their offense go. Um, really, really good barrel-of-ball skills from both sides of the plate. Uh, really aggressive. Um, a guy that, you know, he gets on base, he's doing more now as he's gotten older and stealing bases. Uh, it's, you you, you want to try to keep him off as best you can. Now, there's no... Uh, you know, there's, there's no one, there's no deficiency in his swing or anything that, uh, anything that he's necessarily bad on. It's not like he's bad on breaking balls or, you know, he's bad on changeups. He's a guy that you, you've got to do the proverbial mix, meaning you're throwing fastball breaks, you're throwing the kitchen sink at him and trying to get him a little bit off time and off balance and get him to make weak contact right at somebody. Um, so those guys, so, and that's why they're good. I mean, that they're just tough to pitch. 
So, Coach, uh, uh, hypothetical situation here. You got runners on third and second, two outs. First base is empty. Do you pitch to Bingham or not? Uh, hey, I can't speak for Coach B, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell him <laughs> he can have first base. Um, I've watched that guy. <laughs> I, I've watched that guy be just enough. I'll, hey, I'll, I'll go on to the next one. You know, that's just a, a tip of the cap. I think it, you know, it's funny. You know, uh, through coaching circles, and of course, their recruiting coordinator and hitting coach I've known well. Uh, like last year, I think all the SEC coaches. You know, as they were going around playing gigs, if it was Tim Corbin or Mike or Sully or any of those guys, they were like, hey, man, you know, great career. You know, best of luck to you. All thinking he wouldn't be back for a senior year. And now everybody's seen him again. Um, and that's a test to the kid. You know, I mean, he's our rival. And, uh, you know, of course, Mississippi State, uh, if we can, you know, we, we want to beat him if we're playing baseball or checkers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you still respect the body of work the kids had. And, you know, for us as a as a pitching staff, we've got to you know do our best to keep him off the base and you know keep him from making uh, a difference in the game. Carl, thank you so much. We're right up against the break, and we appreciate your time. Good thank luck you, this my weekend. Man. No, great talking with you guys. Have a good one. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Carl Lafferty, pitching coach at Ole Miss. We'll be right back after these important messages on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Railway Hotline. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. There we go. So that's got to get your blood running. Snoring, one of the two. Snoring? All right. River Blues, baby. The soul music. Welcome back, Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Our one and only time with widespread panic. I think next week is fish, right, Ryan? That's right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, uh, a couple of little real quick things before we go to the control room with Jack Schultz. We don't have a lot of time, but remember, Friday night, 6.30, Saturday, 6 o'clock, noon, Sunday, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State in a huge SEC series. So be there at Swayze Field. Yancey, uh, something lost in the shuffle from yesterday. 13 of our hits yesterday came from 6 through 9. Mm-hmm. Zabowski, 4 for 6. Cooper Johnson, who was SEC Player of the Week, by the way, 4 for 5 uh, with 4 RBIs. Kevin Graham, 
three for six. Jacob Adams, two for five. No, excuse me, four for five. Four for five. Yeah. He's so, a key guy. I, I really like the Adams kid. 12. So, well, actually, 14 hits of our 23 hits came yeah. from six through nine. Yeah. And one, two, three, eight RBI out of the 19 RBI. All right, uh, Gray Kessinger continues to slaughter the ball. Kevin Graham is starting to make his presence known at first base. Jacob Adams had a five-hit weekend. Cole Zabowski was 0 for 7 the first two games and then went 4 for 6 Sunday. So we're kind of coming into this series with that bottom half doing well. Servideo, Kessinger still hitting well. Keenan had a good weekend. we got to get Dillard. Like Mangum's stirs the drink for State, yep. Dillard does for, for the Ole Miss more. offense, and it, you just feel it, you know, because yep. he's constantly up there with less than two outs and, and people all over the base. And he's one for 15 over the weekend. He's yeah. got to come on. All right, let's go to the control room, Mr. Jack Schultz, and around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Can you believe just two weeks remain in the SEC baseball regular season? Vanderbilt continues to lead the way at 38-9 overall, 18-6 in SEC play, leading the East and ranked number two in the nation. Georgia is also in the top 10 at 37 and 12 overall, 16 and 8 in SEC play, just two games behind the doors. Arkansas leads in the West at 17 and 7 in conference play and is ranked number 4 nationally, while Mississippi State and Ole Miss are tied for second in the West. The Bulldogs are ranked number 6 and Ole Miss is number 14 in the coaches poll. The SEC player of the week is Ole Miss's Cooper Johnson, the Rebel catcher with 6 for 11 on the week. With a home run, a double, three walks, and five RBI in the weekend series over LSU, including a four-for-five day with four RBI and four runs scored in the series-clinching win over the Tigers on Sunday. There are two key series to watch in the West this weekend as the top four teams square off. Arkansas hosts LSU, who will have to rebound from the heart-wrenching series loss to Ole Miss. The Tigers are 14-10 in SEC play, but slipping out of contention for hosting a regional. Ole Miss, meanwhile, hosts Mississippi State at Swayze Field. The winner of that series will likely put themselves in position for a top-four seed in Hoover in just a few weeks. Mississippi State already dominated the Rebels once this year, 8-1 in Pearl for the Governor's Cup a few weeks ago. The SEC softball tournament begins on Wednesday. Mississippi State and Texas A&M will face off in the play-in game, the first of five games on the day in College Station. The winner will face the five-seed Ole Miss later that night. That's all for now. I'm Jack Schultz. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate you. Um, Yancey, 6.30 Friday, 6 Saturday, noon Sunday. I expect... Standing room only. I'm I expect to break a all the huge old Miss crowd. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of Mississippi State people here too. You can count on that. Well, it's graduation weekend too, and so many activities going on, which can hurt the crowd a little bit. But there'll be ten thousand. I'll be shocked if there's not thirty thousand plus for the weekend. Yeah, the three games. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, the good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four wheeler, side by side, a lawnmower, Big Delta Sports is the only place to shop. Quality merchandise. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing 
and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good will win in the baseball series at Baton Rouge against perennial power LSU has not happened for Ole Miss since 1982 when Jake Gibbs was the coach. Mike Bianco himself was 0 for 9 there in his tenure, but all that changed over the weekend when the Rebels took 2 or 3 from the Tigers in dramatic fashion with a 19-15 extra inning victory on Sunday to clinch the series after losing Friday night and winning Saturday. The Rebs are now ranked 11th in the country with an RPI of 17 as a showdown with top 10 Mississippi State and Oxford this weekend looms. It should be electric at Swayze Field Sunday, Friday through Sunday. State has had our number recently, but maybe this team is ready to flip that around. We'll see. Bad and ugly, man, what a hose job the softball team took in Georgia. Our pitchers were called for double-digit times for illegal pitches, and those calls completely turned the series in Georgia's favor. It was so biased, even a national softball publication is writing a story on the blatantly ridiculous umpiring that all favored Georgia. It's a shame for those young women to be subjected to that type of treatment, and it resulted in an ugly outcome of three losses in a critical series. SEC series to boot. It's not good, bad, or ugly, but in bowed reverence, it was 28 years ago today that Chucky Mullins, an inspiration for everyone, rebel or not, on how to attack adversity, passed away. Rest in peace, brave warrior, and know we'll never forget you and your courage. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. We'll see y'all next week on the Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Girl Hotline. Good night. Howdy toddy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.